Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by mentalmastery.com.au, the show dedicated to fun mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. Well, Jamie, it's been a while since uh, I've welcomed you back to our own podcast here, but uh, welcome back to Australia. Welcome back to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast for, I don't know what season this is, but for 2022, let's just say that. Um, January, you went away and you've just come back last week. So how are you, mate? You well? Yeah, thanks, Roscoe. Yeah, mate, really well. Um, I got back last week after seven weeks away with the crew, and uh, which was fun. Now just trying to uh, get some rest, but um, yeah, a little bit wet up here at the moment, but yeah, hopefully everyone's staying safe and well, and uh, it's been yeah, not a great time up here. To be honest, the last few days, uh, you wouldn't think um, a few rains would cause so much, you know, havoc and grief for people, but uh, it certainly has. So, um, yeah, hopefully that yeah. clears up over the next few days. No, everyone stay safe up there. And, uh, you know, I think the weather looked a bit better today, but, uh, you know, there's a bit yeah. of clean up to do. So good luck to everyone yeah. up there and sorting that out. Now, we'll catch up about the trip on another episode. But yes, got, we will. We've got a young guest joining us uh, who's currently preparing preparing uh preparing for a tournament in sydney she's just turned professional cassie porter welcome to the mental mastery golf podcast how are you cassie i'm well thank you so much for having me looking forward to it well thank you for joining us nice and early as you get ready to go and do you know your work uh up there at bonnie dune this week i have to say and i'll start by saying this um and you know i haven't really prepared any words but what i've what i've learned about hanging around with yourself and your colleagues being the other young women professional golfers that are playing on the WPGA Tour. And I've had the privilege of being in your company in and around you. We, we haven't met, but I've met some of your colleagues. You know, basically for me, it started back in, uh, when did we have the um, the Sandbelt Classic back at Peninsula Kingswood and the other courses. And I was at Peninsula Kingswood and there was a, you know, it was a, a joint event down there. Uh, then we had the WPGA uh, Tour event at uh, La Trobe, which uh, we were a sponsor of fantastic and then the the Vic Open that I was part of uh, and then the the t- the player series down at Rosebud and then last week we had the Athena and what struck me and was just the amount of camaraderie the the positivity and the fun that you and all of your colleagues were having and it's just quite honestly just sitting back observing and watching um it blew me away just how much fun it is to be around you uh playing in those tournaments and how welcoming you are and um, yeah, I just wanted to say congratulations to to you, but also to all the the, the WPGA players for for putting on such a great show, um, getting in there, getting it done, playing such such wonderful golf, and um, and you're part of that. You're a new part of that because you've just turned professional. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When you hear me say things like that, and you know, you saw me down there at uh, Royal Melbourne at the Pro Am on Friday, and yes. you know, you were down there with all the other you know handful of other girls that were playing at the Athena, buzzing around, and you know, you were very much buzzing. You know, I was watching you. We didn't really meet, but I was watching you. Yeah. You know, you're very much central to that uh, nucleus of fun. Um, yeah, when I, when you hear me talk like that, you know, what what do you think? Yeah, look, um, all the girls and I, we've known each other for so many years now. Um, we've all come come up through the junior ranks together and um, it's not, I guess it's not too much of a new and daunting situation um, playing in Australia as a female because we know each other so well. Yeah, we just have fun. I mean, it's hard to enjoy your job when you don't have fun, so you may as well go out and make the most of it, right? Uh, yes. Now, we, you're in Sydney at the moment. <laughs> now, you've been travelling for golf for a long time. You know, I saw a picture online mm-hmm. where you went to the US and you, know, you must have been all of maybe 12 or 13. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've, been, you've been playing golf at a high level for a long time and been representing uh, 
the state, you're a Queenslander, uh, and the country. Um, yeah, what were what were some of those early junior experiences uh, like? Um, definitely daunting. I mean, going to the states as I was probably I think eleven or twelve then. Um, going to states that to the states that early um, with the expectation of playing golf. You're not just going over to Disneyland and to go to Universal Studios. You know, you got to go over and still do a job. And um, to have that at such an early age, I think was really good for me personally. Um, Cause I love, I love rising to a challenge and um, being challenged. Um, obviously that doesn't work for everyone, but look, I, I treasure those experiences because it's made me the person I am today. So um, yeah, I loved it. And yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. And in, in terms of your junior golf up there, Obviously, for me, going back a long way, what I remember as a junior golfer, the Queensland teams and the state teams were always always seemed to be next level. You know, they produced such high quality boys and girls in their golf teams, and they just you know back through the eighties and nineties, they just dominated fairly. Um, yeah. You know, the the system that they that you've been through as a junior and that you know elite squads, how was that experience for you? Yeah, look, it's good. I mean, it is. I don't. I actually don't know the reason why Queensland produces um, great athletes. I guess. I mean, yeah, the weather is. I guess a um, a reason, but um, I'm not complaining, obviously. But <laughs> um, the programs are really good. Like growing up, you've got heaps of opportunities to play events. Like there's always an event on every weekend, and that definitely helps because competitive golf is priceless for um for your improvement so um there was always something to play and there's always people around you to support you and people that are like-minded which I think at a young age is really important um having people that you can be friends with that are I guess your age and that you can relate to so I guess that's really attractive for the younger generation too so that's when you get more people to come and play golf (laughs) so this week you're at Bonnie Doon and next week you go back to my hometown up to the Hunter Valley and played Cypress Lakes. Did you did you have any experience coming down to the Hunter Valley as part, as a junior to the Jack Newton events that uh, Jack and yes. Jackie would put on? Yes, yes, I um I played many uh, Jack Newton internationals and absolutely loved it. It was one of the one of our favourite weeks of the year. Um, I was lucky enough to win it in my last year, but it was yeah, I love Cypress Lakes and it's such a good test of golf there. So. Very, very excited. So you've had yeah. experience at Cypress Lakes. Well, that's good. I, I can't wait. I'm not sure if I'll be up there, but or I'd love to go up there and visit, but I won't. But Jamie, um, you've been listening in for Cassie and I having a chat and me saying how wonderful it was to watch uh, her and her colleagues play golf. And But uh, I'm sure you've got some more prescient uh, questions to, to ask, so I'll hand over to you. Well, first, Cass, um, welcome to the Roscoe reminiscing part of the podcast, which um, this has been the shortest part of him talking about... Um, you know, his his junior days back in the 80s and 90s. I thought he was going to talk to you about the 80s and 90s in Queensland golf. And I was going to say, Roscoe, I don't think Cass would remember those days. But um, no. uh, look, I think it's, uh, uh, I, I certainly agree with Roscoe in regards to the, the, the women's golf and Athena I watched on the weekend. It's just that format and and your your personality and all the girls' personality, um, just so much fun to watch the banter, which I think, was a very restricted version of banter compared to if you girls didn't have the cameras on you. Um, I think now that would be a show. I think uh, the sort of uh, banter that you girls would talk to each other on a daily basis is, um, I think, is something that the TV viewers really need to see at some point. But um, going back to your junior days, as Roscoe said, you know, you represented Queensland and Australia as a junior for a long time. 
And the expectation, uh, being exposed to expectation, pressure, stress, travel at an early age. Talk to me about your relationship with that um, along that journey, whether you had any struggles with that expectation and how, and what, what did you do to manage it or have a healthy relationship with it? Yeah, um, I definitely think I went through stages where I just didn't want to, I didn't have any motivation to go and practice and um, I just wanted to be, I guess, a normal kid that um, didn't have that responsibility at such a young age. And like, yeah, it's tough, I guess, traveling and, um, you know, trying to do school while you're on the road and, um, you know, being away from your friends at home a lot and trying to make friends on the road and um, doing all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely tough, but there's also a flip side where um, I'm seeing the world at such an, it's such a young age um, and having experiences that not many you know, 12 year olds might have. Um, so I definitely think I just tried to stay grateful um, and just be appreciative of the opportunities I had. And mum and dad definitely helped me stay grateful because um, they enjoyed it just as much as I did. So I think, um, I think it was really important for me to have them around too and for them to be so supportive as they were. Yeah. And I think that for me, you know, it's so interesting when we, we talked about it off air just before we started about how the life of a professional golfer for most people is, is their dream. They would love to be a professional golfer and they see the travel and the, the wings and the this and the that, but it can be really challenging. You know, as you said, you wanted to be a normal kid and in, in, in part you're, you know, just turned pro last year and moving forward there's going to probably be always that sense of wanting to be a normal person. And, you know, we've spoken to Herbie you know, numerous times about how much he misses home and his friends and his family when he's away traveling, you know, because of just that disconnection from the most important people to you can, can really have it, have an impact. But, you know, one thing I noticed, I think we first met maybe 2020, I think when I came up for a training camp with Herbie and you guys played around a golf together and, I'd spoken to Herbie, you know, numerous times about yourself. He mentioned you and he was competing with you when he moved up there. And I was really interested to, to see. He still owes me 150 bucks, by the way. Does he? <laughs> well, we'll let, we will let that be known. Don't yeah, worry good, about good. that. Um, he still owes, me a sa- still owes me a sandwich too. For <sighs> he owes me a lot of years off my life too. He's, uh, he's taken <laughs> quite a few off. But um, I think... You know, we all know Herbie's brutal when it comes to banter and um, he's super competitive. And, and I thought, yeah, I thought it was like really going to be interesting to watch you play. And one thing I noticed was how, one, how competitive you were, but also <laughs> as, as we saw at the Athena, how much you love a bit of banter and you give as much as you get. And, um, you know, I think those are some personality personality traits and characteristics that, are going to help you so much in the career you've chosen because there's got to be a lot of resilience that you're, you're going to have to lean on as a pro and all that sort of stuff. So talk to me a little bit about um, that strength, that resilience. Uh, have you needed to lean on any of that strength and resilience um, in your young career to date? Or, yeah, have you just been like that from, from day one? Yeah, I think... I've always been, I guess, a bubbly sort of personality in terms of like if someone gives me a bit of smack, like I'll give it back, you know, Um, and like I enjoy that. So I think that's definitely, I don't think I've so much formed that by playing golf. My -hmm. golf is probably formed from that. Um, It's probably, yeah, just being able to 
you know, brush it off if something happens or, um, you know, move on. Like it's not the end of the universe if something, if someone says something like, um, yeah, like at, uh, at WPGA early Jan, um, on the party hall on the 17th, which I'm sure everyone's pretty familiar with. I was saying on the podcast yesterday, I hit it right and plugged it in the front bunker, uh, and had to, and like hit it over the back. Like I made a double, but I was taking a drop from, um, the grandstand cause that was my only play. And someone above me, excuse the language, but someone above me said, oh, it's she usually this shit. Um, and for me, like I found that really funny. Um, yeah. and it, it, kind of made the mood a little bit lighter but um I guess not not everyone would take it that way so yeah I think it's definitely a good thing that I can do that did you did you have any interaction with that person or you just heard it and then just had a bit of a giggle yeah I kind of looked at them and had a bit of a bit of a giggle like I said to um dad that was caddying I was just like yeah it definitely feels like it right now but (laughs) yeah no it was almost like shmum like but um yeah, no, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, no, and I think that that ability to just, you know, let things go and not take things, you know, on board too much is, uh, again, a super valuable skill set to have. So uh, definitely put that in your pocket and take with you, um, you know, throughout your professional career because uh, uh, it's, it's, as you know, it's not always easy, the game of golf. So um, so you turned pro what late, late last year, wasn't it? Yeah, 12th of December. 12th of December last year, you yeah. went, when did you go to the US? So I was in the US from, um, we left on the probably 7th of yep. November to go to Abu Dhabi. Um, yep. And then we left Abu Dhabi on like the 13th, I think. Yep. So we were in, in the States from the 13th to the end of November. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that sort of works out as a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So obviously, a lot of travel already in uh, in yeah. your short career. Now, yeah, yeah. Um, the Aussie season obviously kicked off, was it very early January? Yes, it started on the 10th of Jan. 10th of Jan? Yeah. Um, what are we at now? Like it's the 1st of March? Oh, my, it's gone so quickly. Crazy. Literally yesterday it was news. <laughs> yeah, and you haven't been home. You've been travelling the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You said something also off off uh, offline before we start about you cannot wait to get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I'm I'm very excited to get home. Uh, living out of a suitcase, and I think it's mainly just getting bored of the clothes I've got. <laughs> Can't wait to see my whole wardrobe. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's, it's it's tough, but you know you you adapt to it because you're here to do a job. So yeah. um, I think being a professional and um, you know, getting the paycheck on, on Tuesday morning instead of, you know, like a Maya gift card on Sunday afternoon or something like that, you know, it just keeps you going, you know, it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's a different motivation. I find playing professional golf, like you get out of what you put in. Um, and you know, in amateur golf, it's very much about first place. Um, whereas in professional golf, you know, you could be, you could be, you know, 10 behind the lead, but on the last day you can still play well and move yourself up the leaderboard to increase your check. So I think it's it's a very different um, it's a very different format mentally, I find. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I wouldn't change it for the world. That's yeah. cool. Are you, are you conscious of that winning money as a, as a job now? Is that, is that transition from elite amateur to now professional? Is that 
something that you're yeah. really, really thinking about? I've got to win, or you know, I've got to get a check at the end of this on Tuesday. Is that is that a focus of you now? Yeah. Look, um, my first two events, the WPGA Championship and the Latrobe uh, International Pro Am, those two events, um, I absolutely was focused on how much I was winning at the end of the week and if I was going to make it to the next week. Um, and that did affect my golf. Um, obviously if you're worried about something else that you mainly can't control, um, it's not, it's not serving you. So, um, I think I, at Latrobe, like WPJ, I had Dan with me, I had my whole team. So it was sort of distracting me while that was at the back of my mind. But at Latrobe, um, it was the first week where just mom and I were traveling mm-hmm. and I had heaps of time to think to myself. And I had five over the first day and I just, I don't know, I just was not, I just, you know, when you just know, you're just not in the right mental, mental space to um, perform. And I didn't. Usually I'm very good at just pulling myself out of that and moving on, but I just couldn't. I just didn't know. I It was obviously a different environment. And I just didn't really know how to pull myself out. So obviously I called my coach and we had a bit of a chat and um, it's pretty much like now it doesn't bother me. You know, like I can't control that. Um, all I can control is the here and now. So I don't think there's any point focusing on um, something that can happen on Tuesday. So yeah, that's definitely definitely something I went through, and I was lucky that I went through it went through it in a very short period of time, and it didn't drag on. But yeah, le- learnt heaps from that, not to focus on how much you're gonna earn. That's that's really interesting, and and it sort of brought out something that was in my mind. I, di- I didn't know how to talk about it or if we were at, at all going to talk about it. But yeah, know, as I said, we. I've only been in and around each other's company. We didn't, haven't really formally met, but I remember that Tuesday, uh, whatever day it was, that day at the Latrobe, um, because the first day was a promo. Yeah. So you're playing with mugs like me, um, which, <laughs> and you were playing. You know, the thing is that for anyone listening that wants a little bit more background on that, that first day it was a two day event for you at Latrobe. First day was a pro am, yep. And it wasn't a usual mm. sort of pro am tour format. It was you were playing for score, and we were there for shits and gigs. And that yeah. m- I'll talk to you about that in a second. But what I do remember, and you know, I th- I agree that you've jumped on it and you've been able to identify how that made you feel. And not my area mm-hmm. of expertise, that's Jamie's area. But I remember yeah. all the other girls putting around on the other putting green that was around the front, and you and your mum on the other putting green. And I would have said that you looked. Mm-hmm. You, you had a level of nerves or you looked nervous. Yeah, just, yeah. Just from my observation. Was that, was that the first, like before yeah. I went out? Yeah, the first day. Yeah. I, I think the, but what, um, like a background on that, yeah. the putting green around the side was um, more like similar to the course. Yeah. But I totally, I understand what you mean. Like I totally agree with you. Like there's definitely an element there that, you know, I started thinking, okay, well, this is my job now. Mm. You know, like I can't. Um, it wasn't so much I can't have fun, but to an extent it was too. Um, like I felt guilty if I was enjoying um, enjoying it and I wasn't spending every hour of the day practicing, you know. Um, so I definitely agree with you there that, that that definitely probably was a subconscious factor. But, yeah, I mean, I got over it. <laughs> how, how, was, how was that experience in that pro-am? Because this yeah. is my experience playing with um, Steph Naff and met Steph for the first time and we got into – third or fourth hole and it was just like playing a social round and I remember yeah. stepping back going young lady's playing for a score here you know she's playing for, for money yeah. and we were just playing yeah. like it was a social round but I just remember sitting going this must be really hard for 
a professional yeah. playing with mugs like us who just want to have a chat and you're playing for score. How, how did you find that part of the Pro-Am format? Because it was different to 13th Beach and all that sort of thing. Look, if I look back, I probably would have handled it a lot differently. Um, I, Being the person I am, I was trying to get them involved and make them have a good day and I wasn't, I guess, putting... It's easy to say this now, but I don't think I was putting enough into myself that day. Um, I think, you know, like stepping up to the tee, making sure they're having a good day and being like, oh, what would you do here? And um, and psychologically, that is not what you need to do. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, like I, I learned heaps from that. It's definitely hard because usually you're with other pros that, you know, they're putting as much into the game as you are. So you can, and if they take a seven iron off the tee and you can see what, what happens, you know, um, but, and obviously, you know, the, the members don't hit the ball as high or sometimes as straight. Well, I wasn't hitting straight that week anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah, like it's definitely different, but there's, I think there is still a way to handle that. And I just didn't, I just didn't that week, but yeah, I, things to improve on, I guess. <laughs> I think Cass too, I, for me, I think hearing, you know, your journey so far in the few months that you've turned pro, you know, having an experience or learning about balancing, you know, golf and fun with it being a job now. Uh, it's it's sometimes can be a quite a hard line to walk because if you go too far one way, you're having too much fun. And if you go too far the other way, you're taking it too seriously. And, and as you know, with your personality too, you're having fun and, and being in a good, fun happy state is actually going to be very productive for your for your golf game so um you know i know uh, you know work with gabby ruffles for, for five or six years now and um you know gab and i had a similar conversation you know when she turned pro about obviously the attention is maybe a little bit sharper on certain things that you do now but we still want to make sure you're going out and having fun and um you know keeping that 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 attitude of enjoyment because it does yeah. help um it's just learning how to balance that. So I think for me so early on, it's great that you've been exposed to some of these things that, um, you know, you're learning. It's just like a, a chip shot or a, or, or a drive or, you know, it's a, a those are a technical physical skill sets. These are mental cognitive skill sets that you're, you know, yeah. you're going to be learning and, and, and building. And Roscoe, one thing I think that um, once I got to learn a little bit more about Cass and um, met her mum and dad, uh, met her coach, um, was, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've had the same coach in Dan for quite a while, correct? Yeah, six years. Oh, five, five, six years. Yeah. Five, six years. Okay, cool. So yeah, the thing I, I think I had, how long have you been playing golf for? Um, I've been playing since I was like maybe competitively since I was nine. Yeah, okay. So the yeah. last six years having, you know, the same coach who you have a really great relationship with, I saw him sort of on the bag and that sort of stuff. Yeah. How much do you think that relationship with Dan mm. not only has helped you as, you know, from a, a technical point of view, but how much does it help you in other aspects of being a golfer and um, now being a professional? Like when you're struggling, you can give him a, give him a call and he can just, yeah. be that that ear um how's that relationship with with Dan helped so well I um no matter how much I talk I can't tell you how much it means to me and how much it helps me I just I can't put that into words um Dan has been 
a vital part in in my in my career so far and I give him all the credit um he's just he's helped me so much mentally um and so much like just as a person you know um we get along really well and he's like a he's like another dad to me and his family is just like my family um and I think it's really nice that you know on Thursday mornings when we go and have a lesson it's it's fun, but I, it's, we're close enough that I respect him enough to, for him to, you know, to, if I'm, you know, losing it a little bit, like he can pull me back in line and, and give me that stern chat that I need. Um, and yeah, I, it's really hard to explain, but I'm, I'm just so lucky that I have him in my life. Um, just as a life coach, not even just a golf coach. Um, he, he helps me in all aspects of life and, um, the way we can we can communicate and he understands me I think is really unique too because he like he picks up on things before I even say it I'm like dude get out of my head you know (laughs) um but yeah no it's really good like he he knows exactly what to say and I was saying to um the guys on the podcast yesterday that um he's probably the only person in the whole wide world that can caddy for me and you know if we're it's it's exactly the same as if we're playing for a Mars bar at Parisian on a Sunday afternoon, um, and he would have me in the exact same mindset mindset if we were walking down um, the last at a major one ahead. He's probably like the only person that could keep me so calm and so like you know it's still a ninety two shot into a breeze off the left, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that's really that's really important. And like half the time, I'm like, dude, I need to know how to do that for myself because that's amazing. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I I I can't put it into words. He's yeah, I'm very lucky. Now, is he fit enough and fast enough to chase you down the fairway after a bogey? <laughs> no one is. No one is. <laughs> I get this like I get this walk, and I'm like, I don't want to involve anyone in my little like refresh. But yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. It's actually a running joke. Um, I saw Jacob put that in um yeah. in the questionnaire. Um, yeah, like I'm very much a person that if I'm gonna just get over something, I just need to do it on my own real quick. Like I'll, yeah. I'll catch you up in a minute, but I'm off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I just, yeah. I just need a moment. I just need a moment. Yeah, I know. Just give me five minutes. Just give me five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's quite, it's quite funny. There's, I've got very many photos of, um, even at Rosebud, Jacob Caddy, he's like running after me down the fairway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's um, where when Jacob put that in the uh in in the poll yesterday, or the questionnaire yesterday, uh, I, yeah. I did have a bit of a chuckle because um, yeah. Again, work with work with Gab and um, you know, it's. It's just interesting the, the the difference between you know males and females when it comes to managing themselves, managing their emotions, and you know you girls are equally as competitive, if not more competitive than a lot of the guys, and yeah. you get frustrated possibly quicker than the guys do, <laughs> um, but you also probably process that frustration and get rid of it quicker than than the guys yeah. do as well. So. You know, Gab and I have to have a chuckle as well. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm just having a, I'm having a moment. Um, yeah. I'll come, I'll come back when, uh, when, when I'm sort of, uh, when I'm over it. But um, yeah, so that's yeah. that's uh, that's great. So, so what's the plan for 2022? Where, what's, where are you trying to get status? What's that look yeah. like um, now? The travels Huge opened question. up and we can yeah. be normal. Yeah, I know. How exciting being normal again. Um, 
so big year ahead. I've got uh, the rest of the season here. So after the tour events in Sydney, I've got the um, Australian Ladies Classic and the New South Wales Open. Um, and that ends probably late April. And then um, I'm going to use those events to try and get my world ranking below 400. So then I can miss first stage um, of LPGA Q School. So if that happens, I'll be going over in, um, you know, like late August, September, and I'll play a few play for pays, uh, pay for plays uh, before the first, before second stage. But if that doesn't happen, I'll go over um, late June, early July and play a few events before I, before first stage. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. Like um, it's, it's going to be a huge year, but I wouldn't have it any other way, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Jane, um, it was good to hear all uh, a couple of the girls on uh, Friday morning just talking about how they're going to go to the States and they're going to yeah. sort of support each other and how they're going to be playing on those Epsom events and uh, how they're all looking forward to, to that and a you know, few different levels of rankings and a few different levels of entries and all that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, it was just good to hear sort of as a general buzz that all the girls are looking forward to going and doing that and then sort of doing it like a – an Aussie team it was good yeah I think it's really cool you know like we um we're all sort of in the same stage of our careers Mm. and you know recently turning pro and um exploring overseas options and um we are so lucky that we have that because it's easy to um feel alone when you're traveling and when you go and do these sorts of things it's easy to feel uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone and all that kind of stuff but it definitely takes the edge off having the girls over there so um yeah that'll be that'll be so much fun i think talking of comfort zone can we just go back to the athena for a second that skills challenge on yeah. skills challenges on saturday how, how was your experience doing that uh, there was obviously a bit of fun around there but you know you had to step yeah. up and do all of these different challenges with the pressure of you know, TV, commentary, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, you had a rehearsal, like a full on rehearsal on the Friday and all that sort of thing. So it was yeah. fairly serious. Um, yeah. Obviously some, some money on the line and, and stuff like that, but how is that pressure compared to going out there and playing for score? Yeah. Um, I think it, it largely depends on your personality. Um, for me, I'm not opposed to being center of attention. Like it doesn't bother me. Um, and I, I quite enjoy it. <laughs> uh, but like it's definitely daunting, I guess, hitting what it was like eight or nine shots over four and a half hours spaced out. So you hit you, you there's like 40 minutes between the shot, right? Um, maybe not quite 40, but it, it's definitely hard to um, switch on within, you know, 15 seconds and you haven't, you've been sitting down or standing up in the sun for um, half an hour, 40 minutes before. So I, I definitely think that's a challenge in itself, uh, regardless if the TV's there or not. And, you know, being mic'd up and, and having to watch your P's and Q's and do all that kind of stuff, like um, it's definitely, it definitely takes up a lot more mental power than, um, than 18 holes of golf, just on the golf course without, without that. So, um, but it was so much fun, you know, we're all, we're all there. We throw a bit of chat. Obviously you have to be careful what we say on TV, but yeah, it was just nice that there were no rules as such. We could just, you know, have fun. And I, I think they did a really good job of displaying that. So it's awesome. Cass, so as far as you know, your, your career so far and then moving forward, uh, you know, this year traveling and um, what's one or two things uh, that you can share with the listeners that you might do to look after your mental health and well-being um, that you look after in regards to your mental performance when it comes to the game of golf? What are a couple of things that you might want to share with the listeners about that part of your game? Yeah, um, 
it's actually it's a great question. I I had this conversation with Dan a couple of weeks ago, and it and it's a continuous conversation because um, traveling on the road, it's it's very easy just to get over it and be like, I just want to go home. I'm finding it really hard to because it is like a, it's a Monday to Sunday job, you know. Monday's travel day, Tuesday's practice round, Wednesday's pro am, and then you got the tournament Thursday, Sunday. So. It's definitely seven days a week for however many weeks you're on the road. Um, and I, after Vic opened, I actually called Dan, I called Stacey and I was like, what are your thoughts on me just missing missing Murray River? I just like, I'm so worn out because um, obviously Vic opened, you know, with the wind and you have to, there's just, it's there's just so many factors going on that I was just so drained. Um, yeah. Like I woke up on Monday morning, I'm like, I feel severely hungover. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I pushed on and I played my river and I'm so glad I did because um, doing pushing on in a state that you really feel like you can't um, and still performing to um, a level is really I sort of it's sort of empowering, too, because, you know, you can push through it if you need to. Um, but in terms of having a break and mentally refreshing, it's really important um, for my team and I. We we just take some time off like at Murray River. I didn't have a practice round. I didn't go to the course on Monday. I played nine holes and nothing else on Tuesday. I played the nine hole program on Wednesday. Um, so I didn't even really see the course much and mm-hmm. I didn't do any practice or whatever. But on Thursday, morning I woke up refreshed um and for me that was way more important than being absolutely drained um and knowing the course you know so um and like that definitely helped I'm gonna take a little bit into that this week like today I'm probably just gonna play nine holes um do an hour or two of practice but I'm not gonna be doing you know 18 holes I got the two hours of practice afterwards and then I got to do you know collect my balls and gloves from that and have a meeting and do a profile and all that kind of stuff that happens on a Tuesday so um but even just being outside of golf totally separating yourself from the course and even your team um going and do things by yourself like for me I go shopping or like I'll, I'll go and do um a salt bath like a, um have you heard of those uh salt flotation pods yes yeah amazing like sensory yeah. depth is so good um yeah. like i'll go do that i'll go and have a sauna or just like things just to get you away um yeah. read a book even like just total trash you know like yeah. <laughs> trash, away from um what you're doing and i think that that's been really important for me too um you know traveling with mum, we're with each other all the time um, so it's, I think it's really nice that, um, and refreshing to just go, go do things by yourself. So, so maybe we should ask mum the same thing. What is mum doing to look after her mental health seeing she's spending all day with you? <laughs> I know, God, it's so hard travelling with her daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I think that's, again, it's great that you've been exposed to some of these things that are just part of your, your job now. As people, you yeah. know, people think that your, your, your job is Thursday through Sunday, but there's travel days and practice days. And those days, that's the practice days are... Are typically a lot longer than a than a tournament day um so yeah. you know tuesdays get so long they're like 12 hour days literally so yeah yeah that's right yeah. it's 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 crazy so for you to be able to already have that experience in okay these are the couple of things i need to to do tournament week to look after my own mental health and well-being because even now like you've got a few events left and mm. I won't say you're, 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 you're at the end of your tether from a travel point of view, but you're, you're pretty close. Like you've got three more weeks. It's like I just need to make sure I'm, I'm functioning in a good state. My golf game's fine. I don't need to spend hours practicing. I need to look after myself, recharge and reset the, the, the batteries as much as I can prior to tea time. Um, and, you know, good to hear that you're learning some of those strategies uh, at such an early uh, stage in your career. 
Yeah, no, it's really good. We um we do this is purely the fact that I didn't go straight. Um, like Dan and I, we, we decided we we're gonna do a season in Australia because it's a lot easier that in when you just know if it gets too much and it gets way um whereas if I went straight to America and I was going through that over there, I think the outcome would have been a lot different yeah. mentally because you know, have our flight to get home. It's really, if I can give any advice to like the younger generations coming through, younger females especially, don't be afraid to just do your first season on them. Um, and it's really cool to get used to, you know, uh, your expenses, um, managing, you know, your golf balls, like just small things like that, Make sure, making sure you don't run out. And um, yeah, like it's been, it, I know it's been such a short time, but I feel like, you know, I've aged like 10 years um, in terms of being able to, be able to just do stuff and not and not find it hard anymore you know so yeah yeah it's been it's been hectic but it's been so good for you know personal growth and all that kind of stuff yeah for sure and I think you know from an you know we look at uh you know Cassie Porter Golf is a it's a it's a it's a new business that's formed and um the investment that you've put into your business the last couple of months not so much from a financial investment, but from a, a learnings and a, a, a lesson and an information perspective is that's so valuable in your in your career. And um, as you yeah. say, you know, doing that in Australia first up, um, being able to learn a lot of those lessons is a, is a, is a great uh, a great route to go. And as you mentioned to, to young up and coming golfers, that's a, a really great way to start because you do learn so many lessons without the um, you know, without the expense uh, of overseas travel and all that sort of stuff, you've got your support yeah. network close to home. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's 100%. Like I think, um, like I'll touch on it really quickly because uh, um, I think there's a really good message that come that can come from it. Um, you know, my injury that I had that I was out for 18 months or so, um, that's also, it's not a bad thing um, being injured and going through that because that also teaches you to grow mentally and be able to deal with that and having people tell you you're not going to play golf again. Like it's really, it's really depending on how you take it. If you take it the, the a good way, it's really motivating and it's really empowering and all that kind of stuff when you get through it. Um, and there's a really good message that can come from that. Just like don't give up really. Like it's, it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else says, just do it, you know. Um, and, you know, COVID for everyone was really tough mentally, I think. And um, it's really cool to see all the girls that, you know, weren't, weren't able to play in Melbourne or um, were in lockdown in Sydney or that kind of stuff. Like, it's really cool to see us all, you know, performing after that. So, yeah. I think too. One. <laughs> yeah, look, I think, you know, it's interesting. I get asked a lot, you know, what is the separating factor between someone that, you know, reaches top 50 in the world or or the person that hangs around 500 in the world and, and doesn't quite break through? And, yeah. you know, a lot of times it's not really to do with their skills as a golfer, their technical skills. It's their mental and emotional um you know, ability to be able to adapt to different things that pop up, um, yeah. you know, have the resilience to get through tough times and, and still believe in themselves and believe in their journey. And, and, and a lot of those other characteristics that, uh, yeah, a hell of a lot of them can be learned. Um, yeah. But then sometimes people are just born with that innate mental and emotional skill set to be able to take on a challenge and, and not get affected by it. And, um, you know, as you say, with your, with your injury, I mean, anyone that's been out of their their sport or out of their career for an extended period of time um yeah you, you know the challenges that that faces can be um can be long lasting but you've you've done a fantastic job working through that and getting you to the point of uh, where you're at now yeah look it's it, it was um I was lucky that I went through it during COVID because didn't miss out on too much um but like 
it's obviously going to be hard, you know, and like everyone was going through pretty much the same thing um, during lockdown and all that kind of stuff, you know, wondering if you're ever going to get back or wondering if, you know, how are you going to go if it does go back after not playing and but yeah like it's just all about believing in yourself trusting in your team and trust the process like it's not a it's not a career that lasts three years it's a it's a longevity sort of thing so um yeah just I just trust just have trust in yourself I guess and believe in yourself which is which is good love that yeah love that on the road who do you hang out with oh my god just anyone literally anyone wants to hang out with me I'm like yeah let's go like it's all good (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think, um, everyone's really nice. You know, I've made heaps of friends on even the PGA cause we play with them during the TPS events. So, um, it's, it's sort of nice just to go to the golf course and, you know, there's heaps of people that you, do you want to putt in comp or you want to chip in comp or, you know, I'll play you for a Mars bar or, you know, five bucks, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a really good atmosphere. Uh, last question for me. So you had a couple of tournaments where Hannah Green was playing, um, yeah. obviously, a major winner, a fairly significant yeah. factor on world golf, not only Australian golf. Do you know Hannah well? Was it like, what was it like hanging around, you know, playing in a tournament with you know, a major winner? Yeah, I look. I know Hannah. Um, I wouldn't say I know her well, but I played with her um, at Vic Open in the on the Saturday, and you know, so many people were just like, "Oh my God, you're playing with a major winner tomorrow!" And it's it's huge. Like she's so amazing, and don't get me wrong, she is amazing. She's an amazing human too. Um, but it was really nice to play with someone that has such high status Mm. Um, and you're walking down the fairway and it's still, you know, Hey, what'd you have for dinner last night? Or, you know, like what restaurants have you been to this week? Like she's still human. Um, And I think, I think it's really cool. You know, people from the outside don't really see that because she's um, she's, you know, one of Australia's amazing golfers Um, and they think, Oh, it's so daunting, but she's still human and you can still, you can still have a chat about whatever. And um, I guess it's really comforting too, being, being Australian and having her um, so close in terms of being able to contact her and, and ask her questions and, um, and she's so open to that. So I think we're really lucky. Yeah. I'm glad to ask cause I knew you played with her and, but once again, you know, watching and observing, and I, I caught up with uh, Feltz, Jamie, I said, good day, I just introduced myself on the putting green. I didn't meet Hannah, but mm. just watching Hannah in and around the pro-am and in and around the practice fairway, just talking to all the girls, just bringing them all in. Yeah. It was it was yeah. going back to what I started, said at the start, it was so good to see. Cass, you playing with Hannah, and obviously we all know how great Hannah is, wouldn't have been too overwhelming for you, I'd imagine, because you possibly see yourself... I'll say as a future, Hannah, like you just like, you know, it's like, oh, it's it's Hannah, she's made you in a great, but I'm Cassie Porter, you know, like bring it on type of thing. Yeah, look, there's, I think, um, I mean, I don't want to sound bad, but I think there's there's definitely an element of that, you know, she is amazing, but she's where I want to be. Um, And so it's not, I guess, as daunting as maybe someone that played with the, in the pro-am where that's, maybe not an option for them in terms of being a major winner or um, yeah. obviously depending on who you're playing with in the program. But um, yeah. if it's a professional surfer or something, you know, it's um, like she's, it'd be exactly the same as me playing with, um, you know, I guess someone that's professional at another sport, you know, like I totally idolize them because they're amazing at what they do, but I can't be where they are. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. I guess 
being playing with professional golfers for me is is a lot of fun because um they're where I want to be and I can learn a lot from that I'm not so much um going like wow this is so daunting you know like I can't I can't you know collect my thoughts or whatever it's um I just it's a really good thing and I think Golf Australia is doing a really good job with that too in terms of involving the professionals with us um because yeah like it's just they're just our mates and we can learn a lot from them and yeah Yeah. I think too like to finish up Roscoe I think uh for the listeners no matter what level you're at I think a couple of points to finish with that you can learn from Cass is just that really strong sense of, of belief in yourself and in your process yeah. and in your team. Um, like, of course, way to do that and still be humble, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> like you're not going to be like, oh, Hannah Green, you know, like I don't care who she is because I'm Cassie Porter. But you've got this internal, I call it internal arrogance. If you've got this level right. of internal <laughs> arrogance, that's going to help you and, and um you know, you, you've as said when I when I watched you play with Herbie that day, there were so many uh, characteristics and personality traits that I, I could see that I'm like, this this girl gets it, and this girl's you know got what it takes to 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 take her game to that that next level over the next few years. And um, you know, super excited to see um, you continue to grow, continue to have fun, and um, continue to, to succeed um in the professional ranks so uh really appreciate your time this morning Cass and I hope you have a a great last few weeks before you get home so thanks Jamie really good yeah been good thanks for having me on the podcast guys I've loved it Cassie thank you very much just from uh where I sit good luck in Sydney good luck I'm in the Hunter Valley and uh, the other events uh Bonville and then uh, the Gold Coast big events are there co-sanctioned with the LET some players coming down to play on that so good luck with all of that and um and next time I see you at a pro-am, I'll, uh, I'll come and say good day, And maybe yeah. one day we can play. And, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll all be able to catch up at an event soon. Oh, very good. Who okay. wants to book you in for the pro-am, Roscoe, seeing that you play? Yeah, the winners, I know. So. The mojo. Yeah. The mojo. I didn't, I didn't, didn't, my first pro win, so. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't quite get Grace over the line, but we got close. Uh, but Steph, uh, Herbie, Minwoo, you know, all of those guys. Anyway, we, we joke. Um, very good. Thank you very much, Cassie, and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon, eh? Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for joining us on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you. If you want to bridge the gap between potential and performance and start to build your own unbreakable mental game today, join us over at mentalmastery.com.au at the Mental Mastery Clubhouse, where we would love to connect with you and see you on the inside of the clubhouse where we can continue the mental performance journey. It's been a pleasure having you. We'll see you next time.